Welcome to the culture, your campy, irreverent source for retro fun. We love 80s horror, comedy and sci-fi. We also love talking about these great films. Sometimes we stay on topic, other times not so much. So pop in a VHS tape, adjust the tracking and join in on the conversation. joining us for a quiet evening at home how is everyone doing tonight we're yes. doing good we're in an undisclosed location we're hiding <laughs> hiding from the people we are uh we have been pushed underground <laughs> That's right. can't talk about it for legal reasons it's more like we're doing like a pirate broadcast no it's fine we're just not there we're just not there <laughs> we're not in a studio tonight because the theater to which from which we typically broadcast was having a lot of power and internet issues today so we thought it would be best to not be there without power yeah because we need power yeah we could like do some sort of like generated thing with like lightning but there wasn't any lightning and yeah so we're here but um you know it's weird that like never happens in like movie theaters or anything when like the power goes out like that thankfully knock on wood that's rare yeah it was just today um all downtown santa rosa had a or not all of it, but a, a fairly large section had a power outage early in the morning. And then they yeah. kind of like, as pg e worked on it, it got smaller and smaller. And then finally, the last little pinpoint <laughs> the, was the, the little theater. epicenter. So, yeah. yeah. They were like, it's just, they're like, oh, you know what? It's not important. It's just the culture there tonight. Right. It's fine. So I mean, it was so much so that I wasn't like worried about it at first. But then I was, it kept going and going and going. <laughs> you like start you to know. look at the clock. You're like, fuck. I'm like, well, this is yeah. getting worse. Anyway, so yeah, we made do. We invaded... A home. We don't know whose home this is. No, they it's weren't. Okay. They weren't home. So we came in. No, we just told you they're actually taped in the bathroom. So they're. Oh shit! Yeah, they're just taped. Hi, up. hi. But anyway, yeah. other than that, um. So we're all close and cuddly. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun night. We Caleb our, can't be yeah. far from us like he tries to be. He's right here, but he's in like touching distance. So good, good. <laughs> That's how we like you feeling. We still have drinks, though. We got yeah, our drinks still. T- tonight is Manhunter night. Woo! The Michael Man Manhunter. Yeah. The Michael Manhunter. Ma- the Michael Manhunter. Yeah. We're doing that one. We're doing that one. So, but before we do that, we got a few things to take care of. Namely, Business. Namely, beverages. Yes. Um, I have some... N.A. gin, so non-alcoholic gin, with a little splash of ginger ale and some pineapple fizzy water. It's a tropical delight. And I am doing, because we are not the Roxy, I can drink real whiskey. So I'm drinking lots and lots of real whiskey with yep. uh, some ginger ale. Just a splash. What, what you about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be driving fine. Okay. If not, you need to sleep on this person's couch. <laughs> I have got, this is from uh, Hen House uh, Brewing. It's a Zed Word Pale Ale with... Oh, wow. And it's very Shaun of the Dead inspired art. Yeah, I haven't tried this yet. This was given to... They have the best art. They have the best freaking art on their cans. Cool. Yeah. Well, friends. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Ooh, delicious. I'm so refreshed. Welcome back. Yeah. I recommend it What's the chat drinking? You guys drinking anything fun? 
and exciting. Or not. Or not. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. What if they have a snack? What if people have a snack? Who's in our audience tonight? <laughs> well, in audience, we've got Space Space. Macy. Ooh, Macy. Ooh. She and helped us we've also this got pr- producer Scott running things, Hello. as always. Your audio. <laughs> uh, Don't forget we got Bill and Edith. Johnson Meyer in the bathroom over there. Mr. Up. And Mrs. Johnson Meyer. Thanks. All right. Interesting. We Interesting. promise we'll cut you down. <laughs> uh, we've also got the Reverend Michael B. We, Michael. We've got my little big brother out in Minnesota, Enoch. Minnesota way. We've got Miss Movie Buff Laura. Hi, By the Laura. way, Laura, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Glad you're okay. We love you, Laura. Uh, um, we have Mark Vision's Truth up in East Washington. We got the Mark in the house. The truth is out there. We have got Fresno film buff Evan. Uh-oh. Evan. Evan loves this movie. And we've got and we love Mindy Horror Movie Edit. I hope I got that right. Oh, hi, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Uh, let me see. Am I missing anybody? anybody Am I missing? Pop oh, in? Kelly. Kelly is here. Where there's Kelly. an we've Evan, the, there's a Kelly the, and vice versa. We've got the Scream versa. Queen, Kelly84. Hello, Kelly. Mwah. And, okay. you know, okay. Okay. maybe maybe some other turkey lurkies out there. Oh, I see mm-hmm. a turkey lurkey. Say hi. Say yeah. hi. Say yeah. hi. We'll say call hi, you turks. out eventually. Maybe. Turkey lurks. If I can see you. <laughs> Just say <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> say no hello. one's going to bite you. Well, Except for Kelly. She plays pretty dirty. <laughs> if the biting starts, then we're all going to be biting. <laughs> all right. Anything happened this week, guys? We haven't seen each other in two weeks. Well, that's not entirely true. Yeah, We've seen each that's other. That's not true. We just haven't done this business. That's so not true. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to wrap me out. You could have just gone with it. Yes, thank you. I don't want people to I'm, think I'm we just hang out person. for this. Very literal. Yeah. It makes me sad to think like, oh, I don't talk to these motherfuckers except for when we do this show. Like, I see these motherfuckers often. That's Not true. Too often. I mean, truth be told, I feel like I was just sitting here like... A little while do ago. Do you have deja vu? I do have deja vu. Oh, I know why. So speaking of Kelly, that's her that's my ghoul. Um, we did a spooky slumber party cult show crossover episode. Um, which shall be live on Tuesday. Can't wait to talk about it with all y'all. Let us know what you think of it. We reviewed 13 ghosts. The remake. The remake. Yeah. <laughs> Not the 1960 version. Very important. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to be very funny. It was very fun to record with all of us. Um, of course, Spooky Summer Party has been on the couch of the cult show before, but it's been a while. Long time. Yeah. So yeah. this was like... Pre-pandemic, actually. Pre-pandy. Yeah. Yeah, pre-pandy. Um, so I did that. Um, still making my way through TV shows and stuff. Um, started Midnight Mass, yes. which is going to be a Spooky Summer Party episode coming up soon as well. And I love me a flanny. God, I love a flanny. Mike Flanagan. Yes, I uh, finished it. Oh, actually so okay. i'm i'm done and i don't know uh i really wanted to just start back at the beginning and watch it again i i liked it that much i love high praise like um, that. that's so exciting it's uh mike flanagan has written just some like 
just gloriously fucked up people. I mean, they are like so broken, you know, and I, and I love it. I love it. And, and then you put in like what people will do when they have like religion on their side, uh, and how they will, you know, uh, just rationalize things and oh it's it's so good Ooh, i'm so excited good. i'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get through it um without like rushing but also like i just want to just watch episode after episode after episode it's definitely it's one of those it's just like one of those you think i can get my wife to watch it or will she run away in fear I mean, it's not scary by any means. Does she I mean, like well, the, you know, the scary, no. the scary part of it is that there are actually people out there that, who are like that. Yeah. Who are like that. Yeah. That's the scary. She doesn't thing like about slow it, burn. But, I imagine that would be a little bit but, of a hard sell. I, yeah, and you know what? The slow burn, I had no problem with. I oh, was, I love. Yeah, like it was just, it was really, really good setup. All of it. Books and know. movies, uh, horror books and movies that are slow burn. I like it. I no, invest, it, it I can be invest. done wrong. Don't you know? I mean, it, it, but that is not this, a slow burn. It's just slow. This was. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start it soon then. Good. With, with or without the wife? I, probably without. It sounds like. So I'm just gonna have to find time. Just Drag to, her in front of the television, and like, then if she doesn't like here. it, yeah, sit here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Watch what I put on. Here's a cookie. You know, now be right. yeah. here. I brought you. I, like I brought you Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go real well. Um, <laughs> penis. Lacoco. La yeah. Right. Yeah. Say so here, here's Lacocos. Gourmet food. Gourmet. <laughs> Did you have anything else? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I finally watched Audition for the very first time, and good lord, what a crazy fucked up! Hi, <laughs> shout, out, I, to, I, shout I, out to everybody who was watching Audition. You know, I, 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 I still don't know what I think about that movie, but I'm glad That's that good. I finally saw it. You know, Neil chose it for one of the cult film series movies after I uh, begged for it two weeks ago, I guess now, and um. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, it's a Great. bizarre movie. <laughs> it is. It is. I got to go like, cause I've been begging Neil like for this movie. And so then he like picked it and it was like a surprise allegedly. Like he didn't tell me. And then I'm like, how could you not tell me? And I like lost my mind. And then I was like, I have to go. I have to talk. I have to talk to people about it. And so, um, he kindly let me go, um, talk about my love for Japanese horror, yeah. And I was yeah, so happy. You, you introduced the film and you did a very good job. Yep. So. Thank you. I was so excited. I was so excited. And it's, I just, I just love it. I just love a good controversial movie makes you think and you don't know if you like it or you don't, but you know, it was good and I like that. And it's violent. And there's also yeah. a part with <laughs> Kelly, cover your ears with, <laughs> with the puke. Yeah. That makes me like, ugh, think about it. Kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> kitty, kitty. All right. Uh, that's all I have, Neil. Okay. Your turn. So, uh, I'm still on the Creep Show series. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm done now, but there was another good episode. Like, this season, From episode season three, season three um, surprised me, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised by how good they did. Episode six, uh, there was a second one called A Dead Girl Named Sue. <laughs> and it was title. written by John Harrison, which, if you guys know, is the gentleman who did the music for Creep Show, oh. and he also directed the film Dark Side, Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> Tales, <laughs> Tales from the Dark Side. Yes, yes. 
Um, he also did the music for Day of the Dead. Anyway, so he wrote and I think and, and directed this episode. And it's really cool because it takes place the exact same time of um, the events uh, from Night of the Living Dead are happening in, with Barbara and Ben in the house in 1968. No. Oh, shit. It's like just a different location. Right? Wow. Oh, so, my God. Uh, it's, like a, it's a whole different story <laughs> happening. But the news reports that you're seeing on the TV from the farmhouse are the same ones that are being played in what's wow. going on. Genius. Oh. So, yeah, Genius. No, it was really cool. I was like, oh, this is like, finally, like you're doing things. Why has no one ever done us. that before, right. though? So, <laughs> Ramiro, why didn't you do that? But I know, right? <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen episode six, uh, A Dead Girl Named Sue. It was really and and you, you legit liked it. Like, yeah, I liked it. Liked I liked it. it. Okay, well, I mean, okay. none of the creep show things are like, they're not like the greatest acted you know things on tv but when they throw things in for real horror fans that's when you know then the nostalgia kicks in and you forgive a level of acting that may not be at the highest level wow that being said it was a good episode i recommend noted so uh american horror story death valley i've gotten back into that after waiting like several weeks you know finally i I, am not caught up i'm not caught up i like it I, okay. I am very happy so, with Red Tide. Right. Uh, loved it. I'm just I'm just not caught up, so I can't say my my thoughts yet. Right. Well, I recommend. I, I, I'm, I've been oh, liking yes. it. It's been because they're kind of mixing like history, revisionist history now with it, and so it's kind of really cool the way they do it. I love history, and I, and I love the history stuff. So yeah, it was yeah. kind of kind of fun. Yeah. Red Tide was was really great. That was very pleasantly surprised with it. Um, well, I mean, not pleasantly surprised, but I was kind of like, "Where are we going?" And it wasn't anything I guessed. Oh, you know, like which is good. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, for me, I got my booster, my number three shot, and my flu shot Dang. last Friday. Got them at the same time. How did you not so. like? Just explode. I know. Well, with health. <laughs> um, with health. I got my flu shot about a month ago, and then I am getting my booster next week. Good, excellent, excited. So, just letting you all know. Boost me We're up, all holy. <laughs> Boost I, me up, Fauci. Fl- I've never had a flu shot before. Well, I'm a big fan. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting the flu shot for years and I never get the flu. And this is even when I've worked in retail and in dining and other places where you're like really like up in people's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never got the flu. I just, I don't know. We do it. But anyway, so we, we said it before, but I think we all agree that we are, we are vaccinated folk and we yes. definitely recommend. Go for the jab. Macy, Macy got her first Good one. Good job, Yay. Macy. Yeah, Cause they approve yes. the, uh, five to 11 and she falls into that age range. She is five. So she got her first one on <laughs> she is five. last Saturday, I believe it cool. was. Any, yeah. any issues? Felt great. Yeah. yeah. She said it was she's, fine. She's Perfect. a happy, See? happy jabber. Happy jabbers. Like Jab- jabber. jabbers. The jabber walk. <laughs> all right. Cool. So that's all that happened to me over the last couple of weeks, really. Yeah. Other than that, we have uh, Show Us Your Merch. 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 Show Us Your, your Merch. merch. <laughs> Where's that merch at? That's our song. That's our song. Show Us Your Merch. <laughs> it's up there. It's Laura. Point. Laura's with Point. her cup. Laura, thank you so much for sending us that picture and very posing. Very cute, very cute picture. You and uh, and and Mark Visions Truth go together with your your cult show mugs. Thank you very much. We like your mug <laughs> and, we, your, and your and your mug. your mug. We like it. Uh, and then finally, there is a new subscriber alert. No name seven oh seven. Hello, no name. I like What's up, that. No name. 
I like that. Is it the no name? The no the name. No kind of doubt it because of the 707 connection, but hi, welcome, no name. Happy to have you. All right. Other than that, I, uh, I, uh, I will pass. pass the ball to me. Pass. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for the main event. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about Manhunter. Woo-hoo! So <laughs> uh, this was a producer <laughs> Scott <laughs> request. <laughs> um, I got to practice that one. A you more. do, but you're getting there. Uh, he requested. <laughs> dare I say one of your favorite films, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. One of his favorite films. Wow. 1986 Manhunter. Directed by Michael Mann. Adapted from Red Dragon by Thomas Harris. Harrison? Thomas Harris? Harrison Harris? It doesn't matter. I've got Harris. Harris. So, FBI criminal profiler Will Graham is called out of early retirement to assist on a serial murder case involving a killer known as the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Tooth Fairy. I can't. Tooth Fairy. (laughs) Graham enlists the help of imprisoned. Imprisoned. I can't read or speak. He calls on Dr. Lecter, who he put away, to help him kind of crack the case. Um, Soon Graham and the FBI are entangled in a deadly cat and mouse game between the Tooth Fairy, Lecter, and an interfering journalist. Mm. Played by Stephen Lang back when he had red hair. (laughs) It is like, you know it's him, but you don't know it's him. It's a trip. Um so just first, just first, just first, we put up a little thing on our Instagram, on our story, uh, where it was like, who's your lector? And we had the two cinematic lectors. Correct. We had Brian Cox yep. and Anthony Hopkins. Correct. But a lot of people would actually go with Mads, Mads Mickelson from the TV show. Um I haven't watched the TV show. I'm sure I will at one point. I'm sure I will love it. I love Mads Mikkelsen. Um, and then, of course, there's also your book lector. And then there's also your um, lector, your Hannibal prequel. It sounded like NyQuil when I said that, like prequel, NyQuil. Um, so you got all these lectures running around. But a lot of people like to have fun little chatty debates about who is your lector. Uh, put it down below. Tell us in the comments below who the heck is your lector. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, otherwise, shall we just go down the line and say what we what we thought of this film? First impressions. Should we? Should we? Yeah. Are we starting with me? You're looking We're at me. With like... you. <laughs> and then we'll finish with producer Scott. Okay. So I will start out by saying I really like this movie. It is a very good movie. It's fun. It's like it it encapsulates the 80s with the sound and the look and the acting and and um you know the the soundtrack um i will say brian cox is not my lector not my lector he's he's definitely not my lector it's not that that he does a bad job Mm -hmm. brian cox is a phenomenal actor who i mean i love what he's done in the mcdonald's commercials like whenever he goes i like i just want to run out and get some fries right now so (laughs) bad you just want some salty faux potato Uh, no but seriously he is he is a wonderful amazing actor but i just don't buy him as lector hannibal lector who is your lector you know, 
having read all the books, I would say Mad Mickelson is the one that like gets everything that like really everything erudite lector i mean he's scary he's like this kind of aristocrat you know yeah yeah, i mean yeah he's he would probably be my favorite i love it yeah but if we're just talking cinematic anthony and had you seen this before yes a few times quite a few times okay I, I realized we hadn't, I don't think we had talked about it, you and I, so I was like, I we, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. we never had, but never. no, I've, I've seen it a few times. I don't remember when or, you know. It wasn't I, one of those I, where yeah. you were watching it and then it, you were It definitely like, wasn't in the theater, that's for sure. I was <laughs> 1986, 12 no. when this came out, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me? Uh, please, you're, you're next okay. on the line. Uh <laughs> So I also like this film. That was a, a big bit. sigh, though. No, well, I, I'm I'm dreading getting to the whole "Who's your lector?" part. Oh, it's just <laughs> so, for fun. So, you, this won't it, be held accountable in a court of law. Oh, okay, you're not they're, gonna lie. they're so gentle. They're you're, nice. not, you're not going to hold yeah. it against me. Okay, yeah. it's not no, like um, we're talking about thirteen ghosts. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Picking your favorite ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then everyone's like the juggernaut. Right? <laughs> juggernaut. What the hell's wrong with you? The worst ghost. Yeah. So okay, I'm a big Michael Mann film film. Fan, you can't speak I can't either. Talk either. It's catching twinsies. Jeez, it must be the booster flu shot. This is the flu shot. <laughs> Don't get the flu shot, Caleb. You can't um, speak. I am a big Michael Mann fan. Man fan. Um, so I, I saw this film one time, I'm pretty sure a long time ago because I remember a lot. Of, I remember William Peterson, I remember Brian Cox, and I remember like the beach. <laughs> I remember yeah. the beach. It was the, probably like the, an HBO blue, thing. It must you know, have been. And the right? hella blue yeah. of, Niam- of Miami is very blue there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but I didn't remember like, uh, and Tom Noonan, I remember vaguely. Um, so I was very, very happy to watch it again. And I very, very much enjoyed watching it. I mean, it was yeah. great. I, I love, like Caleb said, I love the tones of the film. Um, we'll get into more stuff about what other there, but I, oh, yeah. I do, I very much enjoyed the film. Um, as far, I, I'll be honest, I don't have a favorite lecture. I have not seen the TV show, so I cannot speak to that. Right. And then, uh, to make a pick between Anthony Hopkins and Brian Cox, I don't know that I can necessarily because I, I think, think Brian lying. Cox wasn't, he was only in two scenes. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Hannibal, it, Anthony Hopkins is only in like seven minutes of that. Yeah, of but the Science minutes he's in, yeah, those are like. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty consequential scenes. They were very, you know, a big part of the story, and there were some big points, plot points of what was happening. Correct. You know, I mean, interesting. You know, in that cage, in the middle of that big room, with what he, you know, everything, all that stuff. That was, you know, much bigger than what Brian Cox did. That brings me to a, a really good point, actually. When it's my turn. Done. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I had seen this movie before and I really liked it um, when I'd seen it. And upon rewatching it, I actually love it. It's definitely a love. It is ascended from like to love status. Wow. Um, And before in my mind, I'm like, well, I like Manhunter, but I love science and lambs and um but i actually love them both and i have a lot of love for red dragon not so much love for the hannibal prequel um didn't i wasn't i expected a lot more 
but um yeah i think very very fine films all technically my lector is anthony hopkins again having not seen the tv show but i have a feeling that mads might sneak in there um but technically he is and i don't want to take too much of producer scott's thunder because he's going to have his own opinion about all of this but um when we were talking about it and this is kind of to your point Lecter is really built up in Silence of the Lambs. We know what he did. We know he has to be in that cage thing. And, and we know like there's stuff around this Lecter in, in this movie, like, you know, protocols and stuff. But everything feels much riskier mm-hmm. with Anthony Hopkins. I mean, and he's on the he's on the dolly cart thing with yeah. the face mask. And um, well, just they, that first scene. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, yeah, just yeah. the first scene where Jodie Foster is walking yes. down the cell and she has to pass all the inmates first. And I mean, the, the that's, guy with the jizz. that's like scary shit, yeah. you yeah. know, like, yeah. But and, with this, you don't get that. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit. It's not um, it's not Cox's fault that he didn't get no like that. We didn't get to hear about his crimes like they don't even mention that he's a cannibal right. Right. and stuff. And so it's kind of almost a little not fair because right. it's like we don't get to see how scary this character truly is. And from the books and everything, we know how, right. how it's truly scary is. But I think it's um, I think it's a gorgeous film. I think it, it fills you with that anxiety that like there's a sense of urgency to this film, especially one particular scene, which we'll talk about. Um, it's a masterpiece. Mwah, masterpiece. Wow. Producer Scott. So I love this film for so many reasons. Um, I'll keep it short since I'm not on camera. But <laughs> camera. Um, <laughs> I, I love the, the tone of it. I actually like the music even more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple misses, but for the most yeah. part, all the music's really good. <laughs> um, the stairs, for example, would be a miss. But um, so to talk about Anthony Hopkins versus Brian Cox, Anthony Hopkins is a um, he's a horror movie villain. He is a Freddy. He is a Jason. He is really terrifying. But at the end of the day, Hannibal Lecter was a psychiatrist. This is the point where producer Scott kind of has made me think a little bit. And Brian Cox, I could see him being my therapist. Right. I can think of a therapist in my head that I had that, that, you know, wonderful man, very, very nice person. Um, But if I saw in the paper that he turned out being a serial killer and a cannibal, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks because... (laughs) Brian Cox sells that that horrifying intelligence. Yes. While while still being like disarming. Yes. Yeah. Like I like I can understand why Clarice would fall in love with Brian Cox. I don't understand why there's that weird tension between her and Anthony Hopkins because he's just terrifying. Yeah. Which, yeah. which it, so if you're going for just the most terrifying lector, Anthony Hopkins wins, but Brian Cox is believable. And for that reason, is scarier to me. So he's yeah. a working man's lector. <laughs> Something like that. Like the yeah, part. I, I don't get yeah. that though. I mean, just for me, I to me watching him, he just kind of looks like a kind of a thug. You know, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not getting like psychiatrist psychiatrist vibes. Oh, really? Uh, no, no, not I at do all. get the psychiatrist vibes. And like, especially when he does the little phone trick is like this other kind of persona comes out of him. And you could maybe see how this guy moves through the world by 
kind of playing to what people want him to be. I can see that a lot more. Yeah, Whereas, I like, maybe, yeah, I agree. I, I want to go in and like have a nice therapy sesh <laughs> with Anthony. Everyone Hopkins. likes that phone trick, though. But you know, I was just thinking, like, you know, I saw that in 1984, a little movie called War Games. War Games. Matthew Broderick's David did that with a with a payphone. <laughs> so see, it was funny because I, um, when he did the little phone thing, I I still <laughs> I still don't understand how it works. I, I know. And, I was like, I don't understand touch tone phone. I'm so confused. Um, and Scott's, There's something about touching metal to it. Cause... Scott's like, he basically called zero back when that was like a thing you could do. Yeah. And there's still an operator around. Yes. Operator? Yeah. Yeah. Can you connect me? In War Games, David was able just to get a dial tone from putting the, the, the soda, the soda yes. bottle thing. Yeah. Touching, got a dial tone. And Hannibal was able to, yeah, basically get an operator on there. But have you guys ever seen somebody make a lantern out of a shoestring and salad dressing? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's only, I think it's only in Australia that happens. It's only their really high acidic salad dressing yes. that you can do that trick with. It's only, uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, one of these days, we're going to myth bust that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be like, well, we're gonna shoot, we just we're ruined a shoelace. Here. We're going to wait until we're back here in your house again. Oh my God, now. what if it explodes? <laughs> <laughs> we got to be like, we just wasted a whole shoelace, a whole shoelace. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, let's go through this, shall we? Let's, let's pick apart, let's parse apart the man, the hunter. The man, hunter by the man. Michael Mann. It's like a poem. Okay. Um, I love the opening. It's just that creepy, voyeuristic, you just feel dirty, what am I seeing opening of the lady in the bed. Yes. What a way to wake up. What a way to to open the film. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much do you guys love William Peterson? Because I love William Peterson. I love William Peterson. I love William Peterson in his sh- little short shorts. Oh my God. He's 33 in this movie. I love William Peterson with his like shorter on top, but longer Very on, the, wide. on the, on the side. It's kind hair. of like, it's a shape. <laughs> I don't know the shape, but it's a shape in there. It's like a mushroom um, cap. <laughs> Slight point at the top. I love all the clothes in this yeah. movie. But I gets, love his vacay you know, clothes. But his, yeah. Like the flannel, Club not a med. flannel, it Club was a, med. A, a thermal. Like yes. sh- cut off shorts. I, I don't know. Like, Get I don't even out. know how to explain it, but the, he doesn't either. Who, whoever the, um, whoever the, the clothing person was, the like, costume just, mistress. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, just nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Nailed and it's it. such a, it, everything about this movie is so tonally different of, you know, when they're in Miami versus when he's in FBI mode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it, obviously the clothes is the easiest way to, convey that i swear to god he even looks more tan when he's in miami oh yeah. his legs yeah. were like oh my god yeah you know? but then he like gets back up is that north a real a- tan gets back that? up north a ways and he's he's not as tan anymore the bronze thunder you know. baby but i was watching this and i was thinking like you know what he was great in csi he's fucking great in but CSI. he was also great in this and it's in a way, it's kind of the same role. A there's, little yeah, bit. There's They're some, like yeah. both kind of like eccentric procedural inv- investigators. Yeah. You know? Um, I started watching CSI when I was, um, but a wee lad back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And, um, back in those days, I did not have cable and there was not things like CSI on the television mm-hmm. back then. Um, it was like they were talking about, 
semen. <laughs> We're talking about people dying at sex clubs and like things. Right. And it was like a raw, gritty show. And it was so nice for the young freak like myself. <laughs> um, and then, of course, some really great characters and his characters. So, so beloved. Um, William Peterson. So I have never Grissom. seen the mm-hmm. CSI. Oh, okay. I first met him either well in this film probably, and then in um, Return to Lonesome Dove. Oh my God, oh, I remember wow. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. He yeah. Back in that. So, yeah. You know, way back when. And and CSI is back, but um, I haven't caught up yet. I'm sorry, Gris. I'm sorry, Grissom. I'll catch up with you and Sarah and everybody soon as I, I can. Good old Gil Grissom. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's on Hulu. If you would like Hulu. Um, don't do like a thousand years worth of episodes. I, I mean, you're always saying like, I've run out of things to watch. Yeah. What do I watch? No. What do I watch now? <laughs> CSI until I die. And then Ooh, you've got CSI Miami. Tattoo. And then you've got CSI New York. You could have some NCIS. Got... <laughs> it's got the, some of the same Which letters. What is Christopher Maloney on? That's, That's Law and uh, Order. Law and Order. Oh. Yeah. Now Never he's mind. on Law and Order Organized Crime or... Scene of the crime or scene of the crime crime scene Sesame Street Law and Order Sesame Street. Um, ooh, ooh, okay. If I may, if I may. So yes. the music when Will is profiling the house the first time, it's great music, and you have this blood contrast with all the eighties white. Yeah, brilliant. And lots of blood. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Before he got into the house, though. Before he even got in. Did you guys notice the cop that, that dropped him off? I noticed Yes, him. yes, yes. That was the principal yep. from um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, my God. The one getting whipped in the yeah. shower. Marshall Bell. Oh, that's too yeah. funny. Yeah. I thought for a minute you were going to say it was the guy in Cannibal Holocaust who was also in. No. <laughs> <laughs> we keep finding on all these different things. Yeah, that's it's the turtle. <laughs> no, but this this <laughs> movie Cannibal has Holocaust a bunch turtle. of like little bit parts. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we get to see a, a, a young Chris Elliott, Joan Allen, at, at one point. Oh yeah, I actually said, "Oh hi, Chris <laughs> Elliott." Yeah, and looks exactly the same. Actually, like, exactly like, the same. Changed you could have flung him. Did you always have yeah. that beard? Jesus, <laughs> he has no chin under there. Like literally, it just stops at his lips. Oh, and in that same scene I was describing with the blood and the everything, when uh, the answering machine picks up and you like hear her voice, it's just like, oh, it just feels so brutal. It feels yeah. so intimate and so yeah. like haunting. Well, it's it's cool how he's like he's describing to himself so he can try to understand the the killer more about what he did to the victims. Right. How the, the, the spray pattern, you know. Most likely arterial, you know, blah, blah, blah. and, and yeah. the, the splat over there means you carried him over there and all kind of stuff. And it was like so much blood in the room. But it was really well done, though, the way yeah. he was going through it and, the, yeah. you know, what he was basically telling all of us, you know, to kind of. And, and I will say the, the book is very much like that. I mean, he the way he writes, you know, it's very like. I don't know. I mean, either he did it or he interviewed it. You know? <laughs> like, Thomas has lo- killed people. Lots of investigators, you know, because yeah. they really go into um, maybe listen to a lot of tapes yeah, and maybe, yeah, maybe. So, but I'm glad they put that in the movie, though. I mean, it just made yeah. his character so much more real. 
Right. You know? Yeah. You get that whole, cause there's this whole thing as the movie progresses that he got too involved and he got, he couldn't leave Lecter's mind. Well, and as Lecter sort of hints, he's like one step away from, you know, they're basically the same person, you know, he's just like one step removed from becoming someone like Lecter because yeah. his mind works kind of the same way. Right. And that's why he's able to investigate all these crime scenes um, and why he had to take a huge step back and get away from it right. because he was in way too deep. Um, and that's, you know, his nature as a profiler, I suppose it makes sense. Well, I know I, I listen and I watch and I read a lot of true crime stuff. And yeah, there's these things that haunt people and they carry with them. And sometimes you can compartmentalize and sometimes you cannot. And um, he got dragged in again. It's like the mafia. He thinks he's out. And his friend manipulated him right back in. Uh, Dennis Farina. <laughs> Dennis Farina. You better watch him. Fucking Ray Bones, man. Right. <laughs> Don't you puke in my shoes, Harry. <laughs> Some of William Peterson's, we'll call them reflections, when, he, when he's talking out loud mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. what's going on, a few of them felt a little awkward to me. Like when mm. he was like, he was kind of like... You went over here and you and you did that, didn't you? Didn't you? You, you, bastard. you, know, you son of a bitch. I know exactly. It's kind of like I don't know that you would probably really do that out loud. I mean, maybe you would. Maybe you would. But I mean, like in I 80s, think I don't think I was doing that. I wasn't. I know, but I I know. think he's an awkward person. Okay, you know, yes. like you know, he he's not normal <laughs> by any means. He's a little awkward. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. If I can say, though, that that is built to stand in contrast with the way that he talks in the end when he's going through the house the last time. Yes. He says, I enter the house. It's no longer you. It's right. now an I. And maybe that was a little bit of story building to be at the beginning he, when he's like, you bastard, you son of a bitch and all that. And then to this change when he's fully in the mind. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was to kind of illustrate yeah. Okay. It didn't work for Neil, but at least he's listening. Yeah. It, you know, it was a it was a choice. You know, it's, it was a, it's a storytelling choice. Yeah. Um, it's laugh worthy. I'm not actually defending it. It's laugh worthy. It's just an interesting. No, I, I always like to. There. I always like to say, "You son of a bitch!" Whatever he does, like. Yeah. He says it with such vehemence too. Um, the tooth fairy already creepy enough, and then we got to make the tooth fairy creepier. That's already a fairy that takes your teeth. <laughs> it doesn't pull them out of your mouth, though. They're under your pillow. We don't know that, Neil. That's, well, okay. That's the tooth fairy that I grew up knowing. The common narrative. We don't know. And we, what's she doing with those teeth? Shh. Macy's here. <laughs> She's making a necklace. She doesn't know. I would wear a tooth necklace. I know you <laughs> Is the tooth fairy hiring? <laughs> because I could see Do they myself. offer dental? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, I mean, I'll swap out a tooth for you if you need it. But that's, and I would be like, perfect. Where do I sign? Um, probably offering lots of Coke and Pepsi. And, uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk about the Tooth Fairy, the brilliant, the brilliant. I've said it before on this show. I love Tom Noonan. Freaking yeah. love him. Uh, Damn, he's so he's so good in this role because he knows when to be understated. And there's that part where you start to have a little 
empathy for him just a little Mm -hmm. and then he ruins it (laughs) and then you're like oh yeah mm." and then you lost it but um yeah there's something about there's something about that that guy that he's a little complicated i too love william blake art and um so we have that in common there was the song i'm skipping around a little bit that plays during his love scene and it made me as i say in my notes lol (laughs) that was one of the misses but um oh tom noonan do you see do you see? Direct, and of course, I think that's a quote from the book. And then right. I think of the yeah. South Park episode. So, <laughs> no. What do you guys think of Tom Noonan? Tom Noonan, he had he wore very interesting shirts. Yeah, I, I will start yes. there. <laughs> very interesting. And he, they got more elaborate. And I think it was because he wanted her to feel the texture. That's my I, theory. I didn't even think about that. But yeah. That's a okay. very good point. Um, so in the book, his character is very tragic you know abandoned by his mother raised by an abusive grandmother who also kind of like molested him and you know um so he's kind of a sad character to begin with there's some empathy there already he's he's dealing with some things you know but when he um uh what was her name uh the woman he hooks up reba When he and Reba meet, you know, she's like his chance, his redemptive, you know, arc, if you will. And the the scene where they're after they've, you know, hooked up or whatever, and she's sleeping and he puts his, puts her hand on his face, you know, on, on his mouth because he's got the, the, the hair lip, lip, you know, um, and he doesn't like people touching it. You know, it's just like, oh, it does. (laughs) It makes your heart like, I know it's so sad. It's so sad. And then. You know, he ruins it, and then he goes psycho when you know some other guy is dropping Reba off. But she had pollen on her. <laughs> but just the way what he, you know, what he them sees. showing what he sees, yeah. and you know, like ripping the vinyl off of the dashboard. Oh, it's disturbing! And, it's a horrible you know, sound. Um, yeah, it's, we'll go it's, plowing through some it's bushes. Very effective. Let's, yeah. let's let's say that. <laughs> But yeah. I like him a lot as an actor. He he yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. As an actor, he's great. Like you said, he can go from menacing to understated very quickly. Uh, and that's what I think makes him so scary as a killer in this movie. Spoiler! Um, <laughs> that he can be so menacing and evil and, uh, just, you know, really big. Just a yeah. big mm-hmm. presence physically yeah. on the screen. Yeah. He's, and he's then, such a huge person. Yeah. I mean, he's a big guy. He's 6'5". Six, six, yeah, I, I, I thought he was 6'7". I don't know. But then he can just also then, you know, regress into a, you know, a scared child, basically. Yeah. You know, to a point. Or Look at his Frankenstein know. in a... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bye, Phoebe. <laughs> so. um, That's it. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I dig him. I like him a lot. A couple of my way. favorite Tom Noonan roles, in case you, you are a Tom Noonan fan and you haven't watched some of our other episodes. Um, I love him in... Uh, the um, hero. no oh. you you made me lose it uh house of the devil love him in house of the devil uh love him in late phases and this is like you know so obscure but you know i love my law and order svu he has an episode where he guest stars as a very bad person and he is like he will make your hair 
curl and or stand on end or do something it doesn't want to do naturally grow for me it could make it, <laughs> it could make it grow but he will just like his character will like curl your stomach and it's just it's just tom it's just tom he's so dang good yeah. interesting didn't he also didn't he also play trash can man in the stand that one with uh gary sinise and no i don't think Mal- so Wald. he wasn't one of the no i know okay. that was um i can't think of his some name. other interesting looking fellow some other interesting okay. looking fellow. all right we'll get we'll but get back to action that. hero <laughs> it's a movie absolutely that I mean, happened I no i do Scott, i like it Scott i mean likes last action yeah oh, okay i i yeah. like it just fine in my memory where it should remain <laughs> Because it's got, I know it's that got that nostalgia glean on it. So I'm like, let's just leave it there where I like it. No, it's good. You should watch it again. I don't know. There's a lot of things one should leave in nostalgia alley. You should, uh, you know what? Next time it's my pick. I'm sure I'll forget. I I hope I like it. I hope I I like it. I'm on Tom Noonan kick, so you might as well. Yeah. Um, Scott, don't let me forget. <laughs> can we talk a little bit more about the the lector when he's with Will and we see them sure. together? Um, well, first of all, it's a great several scenes back to back with that one. But um, he has that. I said it in my notes. He has like a little cheery tone in his voice. Like he's seeing this old friend. They are not friends. He hurt him. <laughs> um I like how determined he is to know how he got caught. Um, It's like it really bothers him, but he's trying to act like it doesn't bother him, but it really bothers him. Um, Lots of nice little nuance in in that scene. Um, And he's he's chilling because, you know, he did all this bad stuff. We don't know in detail, like we talked about, he, right. you know, but he did really bad stuff. Um, the whole cinematography of that scene is beautiful. Uh, producer Scott and I were talking about the way it's set up. Technically, Lecter's in a cage, but who holds the power in that scene? <laughs> Man in the cage holds the power. Um, and then, of course, right following that scene is when Will has a panic attack right. yeah. and goes, and goes running, running booking it. And it's, it's so nice because no, no, it's great because it's like he has PTSD and it's legit and it feels like, yeah, why the fuck wouldn't he have PTSD? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing that he, that scene was fine. Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel bad for, for him, his character. Sorry. Um, no, I always laugh at the security guards that are like, <laughs> like reaching for their guns. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck's going on? You know, Did he <laughs> this get out? person is just running. <laughs> yeah. And then the building that they're using, like where he's got to go back and he forth, has to go so far, forth, yeah. you know, down these ramps to get out. He's cause Lecter's <laughs> down deep there in the nucleus. <laughs> Oh, and Dr. Chilton, I'm having an old friend for dinner. <laughs> That's going to come back to haunt him. Um, different actor, though. But yeah, I, um, so that's where we really get to see some of the, the gooey-gooey Lecter. What do you like about Lecter in that scene, Scott, with, uh, with Will, when we first meet? I mean, for, for me, it's just he's so manipulative and smart and charismatic. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's really all I have. I mean, that's all I have 
to say. It's it, it's he's... like you're describing me. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a great voice. I love Brian Cox's voice. He does have a great voice. Yeah, he's just he's just so charming, and like you almost his charisma. Like you want to like him, and then you just kind of now. Okay, let me just say this is kind of going forward a little bit. It's disappointing that he's not. He, it's not explained that he's a cannibal in this film. It would make it so much creepier. I don't know. I don't know if it would make it creepier. I don't know if they, you know, if 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 man kind of cut that out to to make it a little bit more friendly to general audiences, yes. or if that's if, did they just kind of say he like killed some yeah, some some sorority girls, girls yeah. or something? Yeah, exactly. like, just made him a yeah yeah just Nine like a whole, that you know of like a, a horror Which is film scary and a lot, but it's not quite on the same level as eating people right <laughs> which is like not one just of the biggest eating, taboos. No, but, but see, that's the thing not just eating people he hannibal didn't just eat people he ate people that offended him yeah he had like you a know, whole that's important he had like a know? whole logic to how he yeah chose his victims yeah I, and um it's not the same as just killing some people that were there. Right. Which is bad. I don't see. It makes it no, sound like it's not but, bad. But it's to bad me, to just that, kill that's people. That's creepier, though. <laughs> you know, killing someone because they offend you. The, the, the flautist, you know, like the first chair flautist in the Baltimore Symphony or whatever right. missed a note. So he <laughs> ends up on your dinner table. You have to like, go. Like, that's kind of cool (laughs) like he's not just randomly choosing people and that's what i i i don't get from brian cox you know i don't get that just that that level of sophistication that i want from my hannibal Mm. I, I I agree. I don't think that Brian Cox puts off. But he wasn't like, written uh, that way. So yeah, he was. It, it's, right. it's not his fault. It's not. But yeah, that's what I want. He's not uh, the the. I guess foppish is that the word I'm looking for. He's not like, aristocrat, erudite, yeah. classy. He's not. He's yeah. not yeah. that. But something about. But but he, the way the, imagining Brian Cox, it's like a betrayal. That he would be this serial killer. Well, and that he would do that whole phone trick and, and out his address. Dox him. He doxed him. He was doxing before people were doxing. Because <laughs> he he seems, I mean, he seems um, intimidating. Especially yeah. like, how did you get me? How did you catch me, Will? But, yeah. but he also seems friendly in a way that's disarming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, does anybody else feel bad? Maybe you guys did, too. I laughed when the kid sees the pics on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> of the and then the the mom's like they call it stewardess stewardess and it's like, and, and I mean and, and, was, the, and the stewardess come by the way we call them flight attendants now. yeah like but, uh, uh, you know yeah. the, the stewardess comes and like throws something over them and like pictures. ushers them away and and Will just is like what what, what? <laughs> I mean it was kind of a oops my bad <laughs> you know they're kind of graphic photos but it did make me laugh that the kids like eh, mommy or whatever yeah I mean funny. I wouldn't want my kids seeing them either but you know I mean it, it's sort of on will that you know he just thought like oh i'll just whip these out here yeah fall <laughs> like, asleep looking and, at and see what i can you know <laughs> figure out i think people overreacted to that they're kind of like everyone's freaking out like jumping out of the seats and everything like, there's a guy behind yeah yeah he's like he's peering like, over he's trying like, to see like what's going he's on he's like is it porn are we looking at porn <laughs> I like porn. Better than the damn movie they make us watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, what a jokester. That same scene, though, that dream sequence, that wasn't really necessary. That dream sequence, though. Uh, It's not, okay, it's not as bad as I remember, because in my head, I had this, like, oh my god, it's like ten minutes of just a blue filter over the beach, and it's it's not quite, quite that bad, but it's... Okay, yeah. okay, he loves his wife. He's dreaming about his wife and his family. Okay, I think you can get through that without making an entire music video. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not. Um, I was. Have you read the books, either of you, by the way? I'm not even looking at Neil, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at you, Neil. Um, so so in Red Dragon, like, he and his wife go through a whole thing. Because she doesn't want him to go back. Of course. You know, um, and they kind of show that a little bit. But, you know, I, I, I felt like what that scene was showing was that they're, sh- you know, showing how much he loves this woman. The kid is not his kid. That's her kid that he's sort of not even adopted. But, you know, he's, he's still he, he still calls him dad, you know. Um, but this is important to him because it's gotten him away from. All the this, darkness. All this FBI bullshit that yeah. he's been immersed in, you know. Um, and I'm, well, I won't spoil the book, but. No, no, please, please don't. <laughs> no, 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 please no, don't. no, it's okay. Just in case you're going to read it, but. Yeah, no, don't um, do it. Don't do it. That was, uh, that's what I felt that scene was trying to trying to show and know. in a very 1986 way yes they tr- like we're yeah. gonna yeah make a music what video about out a of music it video they said well yeah. and that's isn't that what didn't michael mann make music videos at one point he or, probably did you yes. know am i a lot of directors but, have yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of segues a bit uh, first of all scott i didn't i didn't have an issue with it didn't, it didn't bother me i didn't think it went on too long it's okay you but <laughs> it's true. It's a little cheesy. I can. It's a little cheesy. But um, <laughs> but Michael Mann. If you look, there's a lot of style in the film that is very Michael Mann. You know, and yes. and, and maybe also uh, uh, his cinematographer uh, Dante Spinotti. I think I think I even yeah. Yep, Dante Spinotti. The uh, beautiful cinematography in the film, it, very much, and they also work together in Heat. Just so you know, oh, just, so when, <laughs> just I, so when, you know. You, when I make you guys watch Heat, finally. Yep. Um, but I, there's a lot of there's a lot of actors standing in front of windows. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, portrait type stuff with you know everything blurred in the background, you know, and just the characters, you know, versus like a wide shot of everything being in focus. It's you know that kind of thing, and it's all very Michael Mannish, and I love it. I think it's beautiful. Totally, get, it's I wonderful. love it. Yeah. I love the colors. I love. There's a lot of big. Uh, um, horizon shots with pinks and blues and yellows and everything. It's and, part of what makes the movie know. just beautiful to behold. It is. Yeah. yeah. But even there's a lot, there's also like some cityscapes of when there's, you know, they're up on a balcony and the city's behind them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff that I think is also very, um, just beautiful to look at. Yeah. And I love the way he places the music over when he does it. And it's very, um, kind of low key, not obtrusive. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of a nice little tonal, you know, a uh, background track, basically, you know, kind of deal that he uses a lot, which if you get, when you watch heat, you're going to go, Whoa, man. <laughs> so it's going to be very re- um, reminiscent of that. But we'll I remember when we'll remember when fondly, when we talked about Manhunter. <laughs> um, so at one point there's a guy on fire in a chair. <laughs> 
brilliant. You just get a little snippet of him, just yep. enough to. And you, of course, there's the parking lot attendant who sees him coming first. And there's that little bit of smear of gore on yep. the camera. Yeah, when it hits at the end, but classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. Yeah, uh, some things, of us here don't end well for Stephen Lang. No. Um, <laughs> so. This one and I, we love, give us, give us gore, give us, give us more, mm-hmm. but sometimes less is more. That's a great example of you yeah. just need a little bit of a man on fire in a chair. Rushing at you. <laughs> Down an embankment in a parking garage. <laughs> it's, we say squeak, this squeak, one to squeak. you. What? Yeah. This one to you, squeak, Michael Mann. Squeak, squeak. Wait, what? <laughs> um, I think it's actually, it's really sweet totally tonally different when uh will and kevin have their conversation in the grocery store um i really like that scene because i really like it when people don't talk down to kids especially about like serious issues and um you just get to see some of some of that great acting right there from old bill i I like that definitely Yeah. yeah i love seeing all the old cereal boxes and, and the old and coffee stuff that and they've like changed their logos since then michael I mean, man did have to pay some bills a, we did get a, a count chocula yeah mm-hmm. and uh i yep. think a booberry boo or franken it was one of no it wasn't the frank i think okay. it was the booberry michael yeah. man had to pay some bills so we did need a little bit of product placement yeah, in there right. for all and those then, colors and that was the scene looking or the shot looking at william peterson you know looking at the kid you got like a bunch of jello yep and coffee <laughs> Yep. And then at one point yep. they're still holding the conversation, but the background completely changes to like canned pineapple or something. I guess they moved slowly a few inches forward. I know, but they're I still talking that. about the same thing. Every every time I watch it, I'm like, all right, it's gonna change right Continuity. here. Continuity. <laughs> no, but I love just that just seeing the slow. just all the cereal. Uh, that's why I, I was only looking yeah. at the cereal. I wasn't even looking at William Peterson. That. Right. You weren't like I, even I mean, listening to the brilliant yeah. dialogue. You're just like. But like when he finds the 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 Mars candy bar wrapper, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like Mars bars used to be the wrapper used to be like a light tan, yeah, with like a brown writing or something. It's not yeah. very eye catching. I'm just probably that's, why they that's changed just that. what, That's what we grew up with. <laughs> I forgot they changed it, and I forgot. It's really interesting too, as a as a true crime follower person, the way like um, where they were at at this point in the eighties, where like they have these indexes for fingerprints, and they did know some stuff about DNA, but they weren't all the way there yet. But it's really cool because. Like around that time, like they knew DNA was going to get there someday. So they did try to collect a lot of it to like use it for future things. And and sometimes they were able to to use it and help solve crimes and stuff. It's just interesting and kind of like there's a little bit of cell phones. They're those giant cell phones. (laughs) Everybody's hopping on choppers everywhere to get around, which I guess they still do. But Normally, it's not, I don't know, you don't think about it like that. And now in like a true crime thing, they don't talk about. So then we hopped on the chopper. Like, I don't know. I like to picture the fingerprint guy 
with a giant Rolodex of fingerprints. Yes. And like just he's holding this fingerprint in his <laughs> left hand while flicking through this Rolodex <laughs> on the right one I'm by sure, one. I'm sure that's just how they did. Well, I mean, he talks and about he's like, I found no matches. Yeah, I don't know how, but somebody did. And like he talks about at one point, the scientist talks about all the work that had to go into making those teeth impressions. They had to like go to the Smithsonian and yeah. it was like, now we just pop down to, you know, the lab and whip up some teeth. You know, it's not the same. Right. It's just very or go interesting. to a dentist. I mean, there was an I'm sure they or had a makeup artist in 1986. You right? can go to a makeup artist. You don't even have or, to go to a dentist. Or they probably have someone that's trained to just do it <laughs> in house. Now. now they just have somebody that does it. It's just interesting. It's um, <laughs> it's cool to watch how how the science and the investigation and all of that stuff has has progressed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, when they're looking at the roll of toilet paper and he's putting in the the, the different, you know, filters, you know, to see. (laughs) All of that scene with the letter, that's part of like when I talked earlier about the sense of urgency. There is such a brilliant sense of urgency. Yeah. Because they know they only have X amount of time before Hannibal will get you know, suspicious. That, yeah. You know, cause the whole thing is like, we're on a lunar cycle. So like we only have X amount of days counting down. And then on top of that, it gets to the point where they have hours where they have minutes and, and it feels urgent. The actors do a good job mm-hmm. of portraying, like we got to try to figure this out. We got to try to do this. And, and they're coming up with plans and contingency plans and, and, and oh, we're going to work through the personal ads and all this stuff. And it, it yeah, it feels edge of your seat. Yep. Indeed. Urgency. Um, what else do you have? Well, just kind of going towards the end, actually. There's, like I said, lots of great gorgeous shots. There's a nice shot of Dollar Hyde. His last shot is a really captivating shot. But um, I'll let Scott talk about when Will says, I'm Graham. I'm Will Graham. It's actually very significant. Well, yeah, because, you know, he's going, like I was talking about, he's going through the house and he's finally, like, actually gotten into the mind of the Tooth Fairy. And he says, I, I enter the door, I go up the stairs, and all of that. And, and at the end, you know, it's over, it's finished, and he he identifies himself as himself. Like, yeah. I did all of this, it's but I am still Will Graham. Yeah. I'm, He's going to come I'm out the other him. side of this in a healthier place than he did the last time. He's not going to have to go in the hospital again. Yeah. He gets to go home to Miami. (laughs) Miami, Miami. Miami. You've got style. If you know where that's from, you're the one of the real ones. No. All right. They are false. We're fake. How about fake as fuck. (laughs) William Peterson, when he goes full reverse Sally, and jumps in from the window, jumps through the window into the house <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Um, he he definitely stunt, knows man. how to make an entrance. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's. I know he felt like it was the right choice of action. I don't know that it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a cool shot, though. It's all it slow is a cool shot. And, yeah. It's a know. cool shot. Yeah. I mean, he finally, yeah, finally, there is a killer. I'm going to get him. And just, I'm just going to, I could shoot my gun into the right end to him through the window. But no, no. no. I'm going to jump through the window. Jump through. Nah. As the stuntman, I'm going to cover my face <laughs> to protect myself and let you know that I'm not actually yeah. William Peterson jumping through a window. <laughs> but well, I do like, though, how then 
Tom Noonan, uh, Tooth Fairy, Red Dragon, Francis. Dollar Hyde, him, yeah. Just grabs him with a, a shot of the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brutal. He's like, throws him into the fridge. Because yeah. he's like, like. Boom, done. And he's full Red Dragon at this point. At this right. point, yeah. yeah. I like he's how he all just the way goes in. with a shotgun, you know. And oh, just, he's like, just. He's like, now he's calculating and right. smooth in his movements yes. and so deliberate and cold. Yeah. Yep. This yeah. dragon. He's blowing all the cops away. This movie buff got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Movie buff got it. You're one of the real ones. Miami. You have to tell us after Miami. the show what's going on. <laughs> That's from, it's from the Golden Girls. There's one where um, some of the girls, they're entering a contest to write a new theme song for Miami. And that's the th- song. And anytime <laughs> people talk about Miami, producer Scott and I go, Miami, Miami, you've got style. Yeah. Good old Golden Girls. All right. wonder what would have happened if they ever met Red Dragon. <laughs> oh, they would, have, they would have handled him. There wouldn't have been, you know what? This movie would have been about 30 minutes long if you ran into my girls. Freaking would Blanche would, Blanche would have, slept have with dated him. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> B would have been like, oh, whatever. And Rose would have made quippy comments and so yep. would Sophia. And then they would have just killed the motherfucker. <laughs> um, I do. I will say as much as I love this movie and I do love it. It's a little long. It's two hours long, which, you know, I'm oh, not no. anti long movies, but I, it's, it's but hard for me. It's hard for me, like attention span wise. And I, I really love it. I mean, I love a lot of movies that are long, but yeah, I, it is long. I was glad I had a nice comfy couch to lay on while I watched this. <laughs> this film is not too long. And it, Agreed. And, and for this type of film, it needs to be at least an hour and 45 well, minutes. There's nothing I would cut out of it. Besides, there's nothing I would so. cut besides maybe the music video. So, I mean, <laughs> and that's not really going to shave off that much time. So, there's nothing I wanted to lose from the movie. I just, I just feel, I just felt the time. I just felt the time. <laughs> you felt it. Right. Felt it in my bones. <laughs> I had no issue. So, speaking of the music of the movie, so I thought I had. For the most part, it had some really strong, uh, uh, you know, uh, music, original songs, whatever played throughout, as well as instrumental stuff going on. Um, you guys are going to laugh at me, of course, because that's what we do here at the Cold Show. We but laugh a lot. There's a, there, yes. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a group uh, called Shriek Back that had three songs on the yes. soundtrack. Uh, do, so, do they have better songs? On they the do. Album? They have a better song <laughs> called Nemesis, and it did not play in this film, but I was kind of like, damn. Nemesis sounds like it would be a good... Right. title to have in this film yes yeah. so anyway i was kind of like going oh streak back like why don't you play nemesis <laughs> that's okay but i do like there's, uh, there's a lot of great things maybe they thought it was too on the nose maybe maybe but now i'm assuming you must have loved the closing credits song oh god it was a. Uh, called listen to my heartbeat oh yeah that was one of the misses for me like (laughs) i said most of the music i was totally down there was just a couple of misses the love scene and i think this one yeah yeah those ones were misses for old aunt sandy over here it's like the end i was like this is not a good 80s you didn't like it no it was not good not good in my uh, i I, honestly i don't remember remember okay you know. It's basically like, listen mm-hmm. to my heartbeat, baby, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is, oh, listen to that. That's, that's my kind of jam. The lyrics, the oh, lyricism. I need to go grab that. Listen to my heartbeat. I'm going to run out it's to from, Sam Goody and <laughs> get the tape. It's from the perspective of the tiger. 
Oh. Oh. Well, now I love it. I wanted to <laughs> cuddle with that tiger so bad. I bet. Well, oh. Joan Collins? Joan cuddled no. him? Plow- Joan Allen. No. Joan Plowright. Plowright. Is she still alive? Plowright? Probably not. I heard that but... name in a long time. <laughs> Um, well, so that was just kind of my, my final thoughts. I kind of wrapped it up. What, what do you guys have anything left before we move on to a little game? Yeah, I, you know, I would just say this, this is a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out, uh, for something in 86. It, it holds up. I mean, it's, oh, it it's, beyond holds up. Yeah, yeah. It feels dated, but it feels, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't even say it feels dated. It feels like a, piece of its time yeah but it, in like but that it, way it, where it, it feels totally classically yeah. yeah classically like, of its i time. like all the characters yeah. even the ones you're not supposed to like you know i mean they they just do a really good job yeah. um yeah. yeah i feel like there's a lot of 80s imagery that is emulated that, that is you know in this movie because it was that time mm-hmm. and now you see it emulated in films now trying to make an 80s era picture ah, okay and so that is a good thing because right. Film, right. this film is perfectly balanced in what it shows and what it does. Very know. indicative of its period. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And if I could find a pair of those short shorts that William Peterson has at the end Man. and tan my legs like that, we'd all be wearing I'd those be shorts. Over it. And those flowy tops. Yep. <laughs> I would do it. So, Scott, thank you for picking this film. Good yeah. job, no, producer good job. Scott. Seriously. Seriously. Way to go. Picked a good film. Um,. We have a game. We have a game, people. Would you like to play a game? Ah, that hit me! <laughs> oh no, are you dead? I probably have a massive paper cut. Are you dead? I think I'm dead. Okay, so the game, keeping in line with our Hannibal Lecter discussions, this game is called Cox or Hops. I love the title. Cox or, or Hops. hops. Cox or Hops. All right, so we have three rounds, and we're going to go through... Uh, who was in the film? We're gonna go through some trivia, and then we're gonna go through who said this line. Mm-hmm. So, do you need like a little, like a little guard? I mean, I'm not gonna cheat, not but gonna not look. to tempt us. I'm, I'm not gonna look. Uh, I'll take the guard because I know Sandra's gonna. I don't. No, I don't like <laughs> cheating at games. I'm not a cheater. Sandra I'm not a cheater. Is shady. No, I'm not. Okay, so what you guys are jealous because is... I win hella shit on this show. That's that is let's, be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna ask you guys the questions, and then you're just gonna have okay. to answer them, I guess, and then. Okay. 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 I might ask one, or I might ask you both, or Scott. Can I phone a friend? So, uh, Macy will be your friend. Okay. There you go. Okay, so round one, who was in this film? Cox. (laughs) One of them. (laughs) One of them was. Yes. Okay. Uh, We're going to start with Trick or Treat. Cox. Cox. For an extra point, what was his name? Oh, it was, well, he was, can I at least tell you his character? Sure. He is the bus driver. And, yeah. Yeah, the the mean old man. His yeah, name so it starts with a G? No. Oh, shoot. Mm, yeah, but that's who he was. Okay, Mr. Krieg is his name. Doesn't it start with a G? Krieg? A G? Oh, it might be with a C. K. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Wait, who, okay. who are we talking about? I got, <laughs> I got at least the sound. I was Because that's why I was like, isn't it a G? It's like a G. Wait. G. It's an E. I don't I don't know. I think I got kind of close with my G. What the I don't think it's that funny. I think I got pretty close with the sound, but okay. Um, okay, one point for Sandra. Um, all right. Uh, I've never even seen that movie, so. That's what you haven't yet. It's okay. One of the best movies um, ever. How about, how about Deadwood? 
Deadwood. That'd be a Cox. That would be a Cox. That would be a Cox. Very good. Anyone remember his name in that? Mm-mm. Jack Langrish. Okay. Uh, how about the remains of the day? That'd be, that'd, hops. That'd be hops. Hopkins. Hopkins. That's a hops. Very good. Yeah, that's a slow burn film, but it is brilliantly acted. Is. Never seen and it. it's not like slow burn <laughs> horror, which is a problem because I like slow burn. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. How about Dracula? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, that's hops. Uh, hops. Playing whom? Abraham. Yes. Van Helsing. There Very go. good. Both. Uh, you, you know who I wanted point. to say is I wanted to say Guillermo's ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. I would have got it from that. And when I see Van Helsing, I swear to the good I will slay him. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember the words. Yeah. From... Uh, Forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Beautiful, wonderful film. Yeah. Okay. The Long Kiss Goodnight. That would be Cox. a Cox. Cox yeah. yeah. No one's going to remember his name from that, right? No. Now. Yeah. Jesus. It's Nathan. I, I'm not going to lie. Character names are not my I know. forte. I'm gonna throw it. it's just, yeah. Good, no, if, if, if we, you know. It's... How about Argyle Wallace? What the fuck would you just say? <laughs> what you say? Argyle Wallace. Argyle. Oh, oh uh, Braveheart. That's Cox. Very good. Very good. Wait, hold on. Now you're switching to character <laughs> names? That one I was trying my, uh, I was trying my Scottish accent. Okay, I was going to no, say. No, it was because you fair. said Wallace. And I was like, okay, you played William Wallace's uncle. I think uncle. if I say Wallace, yeah. I might give it away. It, it yeah. took me a minute, but you did change up you what there. you have been doing. So. That wasn't fair. After we just said we're not good with character names, then you just threw in a character name. This is anarchy. <laughs> It starts with a G, right? Anarchy. Manarchy. Michael Manarchy. Meet Joe Black. That was Hops. Hops. Yeah, that is Hops. He played the patriarch. Okay. Who has to meet Joe Black, unfortunately. How the Grinch stole Christmas. How did that Grinch stole Christmas? That's a Cox. Oh, no, that's Hops. He's a narrator. Very good. Ding, ding, oh, ding. Oh, I was hoping that Cox was running around as a who in that no, movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Could you he, he, he played Cindy Lou Who. Oh my god, no, he's not even a credited Who. He's just an uncredited Who. He just he just owed Ron Howard a favor. Yeah, you just blink and you'll miss him. He played Hannibal Who. <laughs> okay, um, how about ooh, Free Jack? Free Jack. That's Cox. That's no, that's Hops. It's Crocs. <laughs> Hops. Crocs. That's final hops. answer. Crocs and hops. hops. It's hops. It's hops. It's hops. Very good. Remember the Free Jack. <laughs> he is. He plays. I don't even remember Jack. that movie except that it's Emilio Estevez and yeah. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Damn. McCandles. 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 Something like that. Um. The bounty. The bounty. That is hops. Hops. I've not heard of that film, and the I don't think I've seen based it. Based on mutiny. Mutiny. Bounty. I love Mutiny on the Bounty. Ba- do you remember the character's name? It's the famous guy. Uh, the captain. Does he play the captain yeah. in that? Something hornblower. I don't know because I like <laughs> my version. My version is um, the Humphrey Bogart version. Oh, and he plays the same character. Okay. I take okay, it. So what's his name? Yeah, it's it's the it's the captain they mutiny against, but I don't remember his name. It's Bly. Oh, Captain, captain Bly. 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 All right. The Elephant Man. That's hops. 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 Very good. Very good. Okay. Super Troopers. And Cox. Give me the answer right uh, now. Yeah, I'm Cox. like, it's got to be Cox. Cox. I was like, I, I don't recall Hopkins in that film. <laughs> Captain O'Hagan. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Finally, uh, we're going to go with Red, I think. Dragon? Red. 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 Not Red Dragon, just Red. Cops. You mean retire extremely dangerous? Yes. Cox. Cox. Yeah. Okay. Cox. 
Very good. Okay. It's like, that are we supposed to fill one. in the blank? <laughs> the end of round one. Uh, it's a tie. Oh, wait, we're not playing as a team a against you? I'm just giving you guys points because it's fun. Yeah, I was going to say, we oh, usually play points. as a team against the... Uh, oh, you're playing it's, against, it's, against it's, the it's board. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Okay. Where the we play games the are real and the points don't matter or whatever they say. <laughs> whatever they <laughs> say. something okay. like that. All right, this is trivia. This is trivia on either... It's going to be either Cox or Hops. We're still Cox or Hops. Yep, okay. still Cox and Hops. Okay. okay. This gentleman... Uh, was awarded the CBA, CBE, which is the Commander of the Order of the British Empire, in the 2003 Queen's New Year's Honors List for his service to drama. Hops. Yeah, I think that's Cox, because I think Sir Anthony Hopkins is a knight, isn't he? I said Hops. She said Cox. I... Well, I well, mean, one of you is right. Well, and, and honestly, I guess I'm supposed well, to tell us which one Because I can see them right. both getting that honor. Because obviously, I mean, I'd be shocked if they both don't have it, frankly. Okay. Yeah. So in 2003, the honor was given to Mr. Brian Cox. Nice. Good for there you, you Brian. So. Because, yeah, isn't Anthony Hopkins? Because that's like the level. What's well, not the level? But like you can take. I have no oh, idea. I'm not English. Fine. Okay, just so you know, Anthony Hopkins <laughs> was also awarded that award, but like yeah. years earlier. Right, because that's so. probably like the 80s or something, I'm guessing. Because he leveled up from that. He leveled up. <laughs> okay. um, he does not watch his, or view his own work. Oh, Hops. I think that's Hopkins. Yeah. It's Cox. Oh, I thought that Hopkins. Uh, are we sure Hobbs doesn't? We don't know that for sure. Okay, just, well, yeah. I'm, the research that I did, All right. it was Cox. We're, we're going that. with what Neil says. It was Cox. So there you go. Uh, he was awarded the Lawrence Olivier Theater Award in 1989. Well, I'm going to give that to Hopkins. the Hobbs. 1989. Hopkins. Uh, for best actor in a revival. By the way, there's more. Oh. In a revival for William Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. Oh, I think that's Hops. Well, he was in the movie, Titus, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hops. I'm going to go with Hops. The answer is Cox. Jesus. Oh, everybody, everybody's in Titus. Yeah. Everybody's in Titus. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're not anybody till you've played Titus. Okay, there's a lot of Andronicus. X's here. Cool. You guys are losing That's a cool movie, by the way. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. And it's got, um, well, got a lot of good people in it. I like coming a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like how the Roman soldiers are riding around on Harleys. That's cool. It's pretty badass. <laughs> okay. Which of the two men appeared in a Marvel movie? Let me think. Marvel. Oh, that would be uh, Hops. Hops. Yeah, because he, played he Odin. plays Yeah, he plays Odin. He plays Thor's dad. Thor's daddy. Okay, final answer. Yeah, he got yeah. one eye. Trick question. They were both in a Marvel <laughs> film. Which oh, was which the was one Cox? that Cox was in? Uh, You're almost there. Starts he with the... He must... Oh, X. X. oh, that's right. He, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He was well, an X Men. Okay, well, X-Men. it's a little yeah. okay. It's a little misleading because there's yeah. like a Sony thing. There's a whole thing. No, it was there. a Fox. Yeah. It was, yeah, thank you, thank you. It was a Fox <laughs> film. Fox, it's Cox. a Fox film. Fox and Cox. <laughs> so that's, a, that's how yeah. it works. Fox on Cox. <laughs> uh, okay, and then <laughs> uh, based his betrayal of Doctor Hannibal Lecter on Scottish serial killer. Peter Manuel. Peter Manuel. Peter Manuel. It's like a 50-50 shot. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't think Take I've ever pin. heard either of them reference it. Um, yeah, I don't even know who that is. Do you know, do you know that? I think he, I think he was. Wasn't he a cannibal, too? I, I don't have that I did. I did recently learn about a Scottish cannibal. Okay, I'm going to say, since I never brought it up in Manhunter, I'm going to say it's Hops. Gosh, I really don't know. Just for fun, I'll say I'm, Cox. I'm just, you know, yeah. The answer is Cox. Ah! 
Of course it is. Cox. It's okay. We got the point either way. <laughs> uh, portrayed two U.S. presidents, Richard Nixon and Nixon, and John Quincy Adams Hops. in Almostad. That's the Cox, yeah? No, Hops. That's the Hops? Yeah. i never seen anything where he played president. <laughs> yeah, saw both of them. It is it's the Hops. Hops. <laughs> it is the Hops. It's got those mad Hops. Very good. Very that good. I'm 99% you, you, sure. That's correct. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Very good, guys. Very good. Thank you. Chat, we hope you're playing along. However, because we're in a new environment, we actually can't see chat tonight. Yeah, sorry, so guys. We're sorry that they're, we, they're you know, that we can't, you know, go, very good. Mark Vision's true if you know everything. Okay. <laughs> Round three. Who said this line? In a sense, I feel very much part, very much a part of cinema now in every way from when I come back to a theater. Okay. I'm going to try that again. Okay. In a sense, I feel very much a part of the cinema now. In a way, when I come back to the theater, I feel like a visitor, as in the live theater. The cinema is really what I enjoy. I want to do more independent movies. Hops. Yeah, I think I'm leaning hops. It's Cox. Damn God. it. Damn it. No point. Okay, who said, I was lousy in school, real screwed up, a moron. I was antisocial and didn't bother with the other kids, a really bad student. Hops. I didn't have any brains. I didn't know what I was doing there. That's why I became an actor. Hops. Yeah. Okay, hops. Yeah. Very good. I wouldn't have known that. You guys like knew that. That's like some inside the actor studio-ish right there. Okay. The heritage of a British actor revolves around the challenges of playing the classic roles to meet certain levels of success as an actor. In America, the heritage of an actor is based mainly on cinema. <laughs> I'm going to say Cox. Yeah, I'm going to lean Cox on that one. <laughs> that is Cox. Yeah. Lean uh, heavy, Hopkins, heavy Cox. Hopkins seems a little more, you know. Chill? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not as judgy. He's a little judgy. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is being said to uh, on what his idea of a good night is. So he's, re- he's re- responding to a question on what a good night would be. Like, Mr. Bloom, what's a, what's, describe your perfect night. Exactly. Okay. Uh, staying in and watching Mob Wives on TV. I don't have many friends. I'm very much a loner. As a child, I was very isolated, and I never really uh, was never really close to anyone. Ask nothing, expect nothing. That's my creed. <laughs> I we're, wanna... all, we're all just about a, we're all just a bunch of sinners crashing around in the darkness. Hops. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I just, I just want to, I can't see I want either picture, one of them watching. Mo- I want to watch. I want wives, them to though. watch it together. Like that's what I want. I have no idea. I'm, you know, whatever Sandra says. I want hops. It's hops. Yeah. Nice. Okay. He watches mob wives. Is that adorable? I've never watched really? it, and I want to watch it with him and Cox. Really? Okay. Last question. Last line. Beware the tyranny of the weak. They just suck you dry. They're always complaining. I go. How are you? They say, eh, and they moan and try and take from you. I know a number of people like that, but I can't waste my time on them. Cox. Cox. Hops. Oh. Hops. We we had established Cox as the judgy one. I know, right? In our headcanon. Holy shit. They're both very lecturish, if you ask me. They're both basically Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> They're, in both Lecter. <laughs> yeah. They're both Lecter. They're both Lecter. Fabulous. That was Cox or Hops. Hannibal, ne- Hannibal Lecter would never watch Mob Wives. <laughs> He'd be in Mob Wives. He'd be a Mob Wife. <laughs> He'd be eating the Mob Wives. <laughs> I ate all those wives, he says. <laughs> well, fabulous. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight for 
Michael Mann's Manhunter. I can't. I just want to keep saying it. I just want to keep saying it. Yeah, um, seriously. Join us on the 26th for our next episode. Well, we'll be watching. Well, we have a tradition here where we watch a family friendly movie every time uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving and the coming together of loved ones, of family and friends. Uh, so what, such, have, what have we watched well, in the past? In the past, we've watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, yeah, and Cannibal else? Holocaust, oh. which is something that you just well. gather the little ones with and you watch the Charlie Brown and then you watch one of those. And films. you should do so while you're eating your food, by the way. Yes. You eat during both of those. Films. During the, yes. So what is on the menu for this upcoming Thanksgiving? Uh, what could be more wholesome, more all-American? Uh, you know, something to reflect on the difficult year that we've all had than Solo. <laughs> Solo. Get ready. Are we kidding? Are we serious? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> You're going to have serious. to tune in and find out. And for those of you who haven't seen this film, Walk around and find out. Is Walk most of you? Find out. Yeah. yeah then we're going to be able to break it down for you. Maybe. <laughs> this is not an easy film to get a hold of. Yeah. So we have a line on it, but it's not in our hot little hands yet. So we'll see what happens. It might actually end up being Charlie films Brown. subject to change. We'll Some exclusions it. apply. We'll get it. All right. Well, that's it. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Appreciate you. So being we're not going to see you before Thanksgiving, I guess, huh? No. Have a happy Thanksgiving. It's a dumb holiday. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> but be with your families if you can. Your be friends. with your friends. Love the ones you're with. Be with your pets. Go be for a walk pets. outside. But don't eat your pets. But be with your pets. Don't eat anyone you know. Only strangers. Yeah. Like, like the Manchestersons or whatever. Or anybody that comes to your door unannounced. <laughs> Those two. Especially the Mormons. Eat the Mormons. Oh, yeah. The Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> yeah. They have, anybody they have that, no souls in anybody there. Anybody so. that runs an MLM, just eat go. those people. Bye. <laughs> Bye one more time. The Culture is filmed before a live studio audience in Santa Rosa, California. Check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube or find us online at theculture.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you can leave some positive comments. Thanks again and talk with you soon. I don't talk to these motherfuckers except for when we do this show.